Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where today. We will be previewing the first tests of the English summer as England take on New Zealand. Uh, I think we've also got a little bit of county championship. We've got a little bit of IPL chat and we should have 10 or 15 minutes right at the end of the show uh, for whatever questions people want to ask us. I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined today by Max Rowe Brown. How are you doing, Max Rowe Brown? Are you excited about the return of cricket? Hello, Jack. Yes, I'm. I'm very well, and yeah, as as you say, very very excited about cricket being, oh, international cricket being back, and TV TV cricket being back, which is great. Also, um, also still riding high, riding high on the the waves of the weekend, and some uh, some excellent sporting action there. Uh, and um, and we've got the Euros coming up as well. So it's uh, we've got a festival, a festival of sport coming up over the next month or so, and uh, that makes me very happy. It, it is interesting that Ross has declined to to join us for the um, the podcast immediately following Chelsea's Champions League victory. Um, do you how much do you think we can read into into that uh, that 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 well his disappearance? I assume that uh, accounts for a hundred percent of the uh, the reason. He obviously is uh, devastated and cannot uh, accept that. Uh, that Tottenham are, as as have been pointed out to him by by many of our uh, listeners, absolutely terrible. <laughs> uh, Max, before we get into the cricket, uh, have you got any messages for our listeners? Yes. Uh, so you should uh, like and subscribe to uh, this video or this, and and this channel, and uh, follow us at the Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, get in touch with us by email if you like the the Cricket Pod at gmail dot com, or uh, head over to uh, Patreon and. Um, and uh, support us there if you are feeling so inclined. Yep, uh, www. 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 dot 
facebook.com forward slash the cricket pod. What we we what are we working towards, Max? What's our landmark that we're we're trying to achieve? We're 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 looking for a mammoth double figures. Yeah. I think we're nearly what? there, aren't we? We're we're on nine. We're on nine. About nine. as close That's as you can get. Um, anyway, we will stop talking about that now. Um because if we carry on talking about it, I'm sure people will get too excited and they'll start going to Patreon instead of watching uh the the live stream or listen yeah. to the podcast, um, which is what we really want you to do. So let's get into the cricket. Max, um, normally you provide the the summary, uh, as it were, of the cricketing action we have watched. Today, uh, your task is slightly different. You're going to be summarising the cricket that we will be watching. Mm. Uh, are you, are you going to take it away? Are you ready? England v New Zealand, talk to me. Yeah, uh, let's see if I can translate the uh, the skills to a different, uh, <laughs> a different approach. Um, England and New Zealand, yes, they are about to face off in a two-match test series in what many commentators have described as uh, occurring this month. Uh, you would be forgiven for describing it as a, a sort of an outcast of a series, I guess. The, the kind of the runt of the litter. It's taking place uh, outside both the uh, World Test Championship rotation and the Futures Tour program. But that would... Uh, you know, you shouldn't belittle its importance for for both teams just because of that, because for very different reasons. And uh, aside from the fact that we have actually got some international cricket uh, back on our screens, which is very exciting um, for England, we've got the chance to uh, see some fresh new faces, somewhat enforced by injury. We are we are guaranteed to see one debutant with the with the gloves, and we might even see two. Could you imagine that? Two new players for England. What? I, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, no, something be, else. A free, a feast, a feast of debutants. Yeah. Um, and uh, and for New Zealand, they've got the they've got the chance to acclimatise to England and and the Duke's ball, build up some form and confidence ahead of uh, the showpiece World Test Championship final in Southampton. So uh, it's it might not be the most important Test series of the year, um, but that does not it, make it any less intriguing and I think really exciting as well because we've got two. Uh, very good teams a lot of unknowns as well so I think uh, we could yet learn quite a lot from uh, from these two games I have to say uh, my initial thoughts on this it is a little bit of a coup for New Zealand isn't it to get mm. two matches against uh, England in England with the, in, the in the in the three weeks before they have to play India in the final um, you you quite literally could not prepare for that final <laughs> any better than, um, uh, than this um we did get asked one interesting question from Twitter. Rowan asked, uh, what's the rationale behind holding the series now? Uh, although I'm not complaining as I get to see some international test cricket in this cracking weather. Um, that's Rowan, who's not my brother. My brother's name is Rowan, but it's not that Rowan. It's different Rowan. Um, Max, what is the rationale? Because it's a little bit of a weird one, isn't it? It's not. It wasn't on the Future Tours program. Mm. Uh, it wasn't on the World Test Championship schedule. The points don't matter. It's... Um, it's why are we why are we bothering? Why is this cricket on? Yeah, it's a bit of a misfit, isn't it? But um, well, I guess it's because because there was a gap in the calendar. <laughs> you know, we've we've been trying to trying to squeeze in a lot of cr- cricket. We've got the uh, the um, the England India series, which was uh, delayed, and we've got that taking up a lot of a lot of the summer. You've got the the hundred, which is uh, you know the, the very important for the ECB to get right and have everyone uh, available for in so much as they can. So um, and then you've got the limited over stuff at the end of the year with the the World Cup and and uh, some ODI series. So it's kind of the only slot there was to fit something in, and um, I guess they just had a chat with New Zealand. We're like, let's let's play some cricket. Maybe New Zealand. 
you know, we're, we're very, uh, very, very kind and very persuasive in suggesting that it would be uh, a perfect opportunity to to get some cricket in. But I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, trying to get as much cricket in as possible, isn't it? After we lost so much last year. Yeah, and there is... It. There is going to be loads of cricket. So they've managed to fit these matches in from an England point of view um, into a schedule that includes white ball series against Sri Lanka and Pakistan coming up pretty shortly afterwards. Um, the India series, obviously, which is you know not necessarily what we're all looking forward to, but the main event of the summer as far as I'm concerned. Um, because of that, England have kind of rested, uh, what, Half of their half team, team, a third of the team, uh, after they came back from the IPL and the quarantine. Um, I have heard that part of the reason that the series is being held is to say thank you to Sky for not kicking off too much about the 100 not taking place last year and, and oh, really? obviously the subsequent loss of broadcasting revenue. So it's, it's like, yeah, well, basically, yeah, it's we can fit some games in uh, and um, you probably you know we avoided quite a costly legal case probably by, <laughs> uh, by not kicking off last year uh, and, and also it, it's something I do you remember a couple of years ago England went to New Zealand for not world test championship points as well uh, it's got something to do with paying back New Zealand for doing a favor yeah a, a lot of as well. a lot of org- the organization of cricket these days seems to be a quid pro quo doesn't it yeah, <laughs> that yeah, seems to time. be uh, pretty much the nature of it so uh but yeah no it's fine i, I i've got no complaints it's uh the more the better for me anyway uh, i think this is sort of a long way of saying that there are some pretty strong pre-season friendly vibes <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to to this series um should we talk about england or do you want to talk about new zealand first let's let's kick off with england well they, I think, are going to be using this series to uh, blood, as they say, some new players uh, and to bring back maybe some fringe players and maybe to give some of the guys that are a little bit inexperienced some more uh, experience. Um, I, I think I would expect, and you know, maybe you've got different opinions here at Max, but I think we'll see Ollie Robinson play both tests. I think we'll see James Bracey play both tests. And I think there's a good chance we shall see Craig Overton come in as well at some point. Uh, and then on top of that, obviously, we've got Dan Lawrence, Ollie Pope, uh, well, Sibley, Burns, etc., uh, filling out the rest of the batting order. Um, besides Root, and I think this is where, you know, England, well, there are really a lot of questions. I mean, I'm excited to see Ollie Robinson and we'll get on to him in a moment. But I think that the big questions for England uh, and Max are, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, uh, are on the batting side where the second most experienced batter in the team is Rory Burns, who's played 23 tests. Um, they'll be licking their lips, won't they? Bolt and Southie. Uh, well, Bolt won't be because he's uh, oh, of course. No, well, not, he, not, he not getting to, to the yeah, UK yeah. until Friday. But um, the the rest of them, you, I, you would be... Uh, you would be forgiven as uh, as, a, as a New Zealand player or fan for um, yeah getting getting a bit excited about the prospect of getting at some of these players. But actually, when you, when you th- when you think about it, um, I I don't think it's it's a, it's not bad. It's not a bad batting lineup. What 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 we're looking at, you know, there, there's not a lot of Test experience in there, but there is plenty of uh, Red Bull experience and some of those new players who've come in. 
either we know are supremely talented or in the few games they've played in some really tough conditions as well in in India and uh, and in that series have looked like they may well be uh, you know good enough to to hold down a slot. You know, in the past you've seen people come in and sort of after after five games you you wonder whether their time is already up. But I think with the some of the players that have come in recently. Um, there's a sense that they could could well uh, do the job, and they're they're pretty gritty. And we've also got this uh, an interesting situation with this England squad, which is very different to what we've seen over the last um, uh, well year or so. In that we've gone from trying desperately to find someone who will put themselves uh, at number three, so that Joe Root doesn't have to do it, and then um, <laughs> and then and seeing what we've got further down the order is actually we've now got five people vying yep. who who would normally bat three and four in the in the in the squad so you've got basically top order batsmen down to number seven even if they're not that experienced so yeah from that point of view um it's and then it's, eight and nine can't bat, yeah so from that point is... of view it's right. the, the problem comes after that of whether you've got yeah the longest tail in the history of international <laughs> cricket that's where i'd be licking my lips i'd be thinking i'm padding my stats um yeah yeah i suppose that's one way of looking at it um i i think in a sense, well, like one of the big stories from this is is the players who aren't playing. So uh, if you've not been following along or, or you just want to hear us talk about it, uh, nobody from the IPL not named Sam Billings will be in the England squad for either of these two tests for New Zealand, which what does that mean? That means no Butler, no Stokes, no Chris Wokes. Curran, uh, Ali. No Curran, no Besto. Ali. Well, I mean, Bearstow, obviously, after his you know, roaring success in India, he'd be he'd be the first name on the team sheet. You think. <laughs> um, and then, and then, obviously, no Joffre Archer as well. And Joffre Archer is almost a separate discussion to the rest of them. Uh, but Max, you know, broadly speaking, are you happy with this rotation, or or do you think that, given the IPL ended, you know, a month ago now, uh, surely they, they they've seen their family? Like, how how much time do you want to spend with your kids? Um, well, I think the thing is, if you give one person some, um, you know, respite from the bubble, then you kind of have to do the whole lot, don't you? And it's uh, there's, you know, there's complications around the travel and 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 that kind of thing. I don't, I don't have an issue with the with them being given a break, given what's about to come up this uh, summer. Like all these guys are going to be involved in a lot of cricket. And it's going to be the kind of cricket where we want our best team out. You know, we had the rotation policy in uh, in India over the over the winter, but you know, we're lo- we're looking at building a team for the Ashes and a team for the 2020 World Cup, and it's you know getting into getting into the the big boy big boy cricket now. So if you give them a give them the preseason friendly series off, I don't I don't think it's too much uh, too much of a of a big deal. I think. The the issue we've got is obviously the you know we we touched on it. It's the balance, isn't it? No Ben Stokes, no uh, Sam Curran, no Chris Wokes leaves you uh, slightly, um, yeah, struggling for for a bit of um, uh, a bit of all rounder space. Oh, big time! I, I I think yeah, that's the that is the issue. It's uh, and then I think beyond that. The, the batters that we have got available, and, and you, you spoke about this quite well, they're all top-order batters. Like ideally, you'd want one of them to be comfortable batting six or seven, maybe scoring uh, you know, a strike rate of 60 or 70. Nothing nothing outrageous, but, but prepare to push on. Um, I'm not really convinced that any of this England batting lineup have have that in their locker. So I think they will need to score runs 
at the top of the order um, if they're going to be successful against New Zealand and, and quite possibly on against India as well. Although you would, I mean, you would probably think that, that Curran or Wokes would, would play against yeah. India and you would think that, you know, unless there's a complication with Stokes' hand, he'll be you know, immediately back in as soon as, <laughs> yes. as soon as they can. As soon as they can play him. Um, we should probably talk about Joffre Archer as well briefly before we talk about the new guys. Uh, he has had an operation on his elbow and the rumours are, uh, and I think the rumours were started by him in a Daily mm. Mail column, uh, that he will not play until possibly the Ashes, possibly the World T20. Um, that means he will not be playing against New Zealand next week or tomorrow. Uh, but it also means he will, or is very unlikely to feature against India this summer. Do you think that's a pretty big blow, Max? Or, or do you think at home, maybe England will be all right rolling with that one? Um, well, we certainly got a better chance of rolling with it at home. Um, that's that's for sure. Uh, it's, it's a massive blow, isn't it? Because like, he, you know, he uh, he's just he lights things up in. Uh, it's it's basically he'll, well, he'll turn games around, won't he? If it's getting a bit stale, you can bring Joffre Archer on and hope that he'll he'll do something. But, um, you know, that said, we do have other players who can come in and, and do it. You know, Mark Wood's pretty quick. Ollie Stone is also very quick if he can keep himself um, fit. So I, I think, I mean, there's and, and there's also experience as well. You know, Mark, Mark Wood's a hugely experienced player. So the bowling is where England can be fairly confident. And I think not having Joffrey Archer for that home series is it's a it's a real shame for in terms of, you know, getting more experience for the, the test team and preparing for the Ashes, but in terms of that series in itself against India, I think it it will it'll have an effect, but it won't be. You know, it's not going to be the it's deciding positive. factor. Yeah. Well, um, looking forward to tomorrow then, Max. Which of the newer England players are you most excited about seeing? Um, I, well, for me, it's got it's uh, it's got to be it's got to be Ollie Robinson, just because he's been you know so often talked about getting into the team and he's been around the the fringes and not and not made it in and it's obviously hard to break into that bowling unit with uh with the uh the experienced duo that we have there i just hope that he gets to play right i i he really you know they've spoken in the lead up to this about it being an opportunity to to uh show some new new faces you know new uh, fresh blood that sort of thing and uh and I really hope they put the money where their mouth is on that because there is a massive, you know, you can just see England reverting to type and go, oh, actually, maybe we should pick uh, Craig Overton because the batting is a bit light down the bottom and he offers a bit more of a... <laughs> so, another another guess there on your screen, Jack. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, I really want to see Ollie Robinson play. I just I hope he does. Yeah, I, I'm most excited about him as well. If you don't know who he is, um, he's a guy who's really tall, and has averaged below 20 for the last four years in first-class cricket. That's not a cumulative average. Every year, his average has been below 20. Uh, and if you play first-class cricket in England, you play quite a lot of games. So it's a reasonable sample size. Um, basically, he is... People, people describe him a little bit like Glenn McGrath, which is probably slightly flattering, um, to be <laughs> honest, because... That would be flattering for anyone. Yeah, Exactly. Um, but he he has a lot of that that vibe about him. He's tall. He bowls slightly back of a length. Uh, he gets a little bit more bounce than people think. That means that batters um, play a lot of false shots to him. The ball isn't where they expect it to be. Uh, and that, if you ever tried batting, is a problem. Um, he's <laughs> That's what got little, me out of the weekend. 
yeah, in terms of uh, his his prospects against New Zealand, he's slightly better against right-handers, which I think will help him against that New Zealand side. Um, and if you are an England fan, I think one of the reasons you should be particularly excited about him coming into the team is that he looks like the kind of bowler who has an extra dimension uh, in that. So, you know, in test cricket, quite often bowling lineups, they're basically three opening bowlers and a spinner uh, mm. and then like an all rounder. Um, and that means that one of the opening bowlers is bowling with an older ball in a role that they don't really perform very often and they maybe don't really understand. And I, I think actually, if you're going to be critical of England over the last couple of years, that's sort of what they've done with Joffre Archer a little bit. Like they make him bowl first change and a line and a length or a length, certainly that isn't necessarily natural to him in red ball cricket. And it makes him, you know, a little bit ineffective sometimes. Uh, he also has to bowl like long spells. Uh, I, you know, I, I just don't think they've managed him particularly well. Robinson though, uh, if you look at his bowling average across the last four years, uh, it actually improves as the ball gets older. So it goes from 17.87 with the new ball uh, to 15.2 with the ball <laughs> older than, <laughs> than, than 60 and, and then uh, 16 and 15 and a half in between. So it's um, he's certainly offering, certainly doing something or able to get something out of pitches and out of that older ball um, that is a little bit uncommon. Uh, if people think... Or the the stereotype when people talk about England bowl, New England bowlers coming into the the first team is if they're not express pace, they think they're going to be some dibbly dobbler, uh, and that often, to be fair, is the case. Um, think you know Sam Curran, or, or think even Chris Wokes. That's sort of what Wokes does, isn't it? It's put it up there, hopes it swings around a little bit. Um, but I think Robinson maybe has something else to his game, uh, and you know hopefully he gets off to a good start because I think he could be a real asset against India later in the year um uh, providing England with with, a, with an option that might you know generate some extra bounce yeah. um, a prospective England team Max and call me out if you think any of these are wrong Burns Sibley Zach Crawley Joe Root Ollie Pope Dan Lawrence James Bracey Ollie Robinson Jack Leach Stuart Broad James Anderson yeah so that Something is like that. that seems the most likely my only my only query or thought is uh, whether they uh, eschew the spin of Jack Leach and go with some pace, extra pace in uh, in Mark Wood. I don't know whether they would do that, but it is uh, it is an option. You know, we're we're playing um, we're we're playing at the start of the summer. It's not necessarily the the best uh, time of the year for for spin in this country. I think spin averages forty one in tests in June and uh, and forty in tests in May. Um, compared to pace averages of 32 and 30. So there's, I mean, obviously pace is always better than spin in this country, but uh, the difference is the the biggest in, in May and June. So that there's there's a, an opportunity maybe to uh, um, to go with a, the four-man pace attack and uh, and leave the, the spin overs up to, to Root and Lawrence. It is, it's an option that they could go for. I don't think they will, but um, I, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Um, it would be very harsh on Jack yeah. Leach, but... Uh, I wouldn't uh, yeah. hate it either. I, I I agree. If they wanted to play wood or stone, fine, do it. Um, not bothered. Uh, Aditya uh, in in the chat, and he's asking, are we excited about Zach Crawley or, or where where is Zach Crawley's career right now? I think he actually probably is, you know, of the Lawrence Pope Crawley trio, the 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 one, he's the first name on the team sheet out of them. 
Oh, do you think that? I I'd think say. He's, I think he might be the opposite way around. Oh, I really? Think, yeah, I think he's the one who. Uh, oh, I I would have the most question marks about anyway. Yeah. I don't really see him as an opening batter. I don't really necessarily see him as a number three either. I, I think I he's. See... I think he's sort of in there as an auxiliary auxiliary opening batsman for right. when we lose an early wicket, just to to protect Joe Root a bit more. I don't think uh, I, I don't know about uh, I don't know about um, a series against uh, against the spin though. Maybe we can bring Bearstow back for that one to bat number yeah. three. Um, I I don't know. I think with Zach Crawley, I don't want to take it away from him because it was you know a truly spectacular innings. But he has in twenty tests only played one innings uh, that was that was actually good. Uh, yeah, that's. Well, not actually good. He's had a good, I think he's got a couple of 70s, but it's not, it's not, if he didn't have that 267, he wouldn't be in this squad. And, and you know, fair enough, he does have it. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there is, uh, it's potentially a problem for him. Um, if, um, if James Bracey performs really well, he could be in, he could be in trouble because he wants that number three slot. He said it himself. Um, so, uh, we could see. We, we, yes. We, we, yeah. I mean, that is an option, but I, I think just because of, um, the fact that he, I mean, he's not necessarily actually a number three, but for England, he's done that role reasonably well, I think. And uh, and that is, you know, you still, still you, don't, you don't want to put Pope at three. Um, Root doesn't want to do it. So I think that's why, I think just in terms of the makeup of the side, that's why I'd say he's uh, fairly safe. Uh, cheers, Swadin, for your super chat as well. Um, we will move on to New Zealand now, but just a quick mentioned that you can follow us at the cricket pod on twitter you can you know look at our our sponsors cricket equipment i didn't do that very well uh at woodstock cricket (laughs) uh and we're on patreon patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod if you want to give to us directly we need one more patreon to get to the magic number 10 uh max talk to me about new zealand um oh actually no one last thing on england one last thing on england um we we haven't mentioned it uh but Anderson is going to equal yes, Alistair Cook's record number of caps for England if he plays, uh, which is a pretty stunning achievement. Uh, he's eight wickets away from 1,000 wickets in first-class cricket uh, as well. It could be, you know, a double memorial for for Jimmy. Uh, and um, the other the other geriatric pacer that England have, Stuart Broad, has been named as vice captain, which is alarming, particularly as Roots just suffered an injury scare. <laughs> um, let's talk about New Zealand, though. Yes. Um, so, I mean, you you alluded to it in uh, in your preview of England um, that you know you might think that New Zealand's uh, bowlers would be licking their lips at getting getting at England's team, um, and I think that's what this uh, this series is all about, really, for for New Zealand. Uh, it's about their bowling away from home. In New Zealand, they have swept everyone aside and in particular Carl Jameson has decided that test cricket in New Zealand is the easiest thing in the world and he's uh, taken what six games 36 wickets at an average of like not what f- less than 15 or something absolutely yeah. ridiculous it's better than Ollie Robinson's first class average and we've already yeah. talked about how good that is so yeah it's it, it's obscene um but there's sort of uh there's like two People sort of have two differing opinions at the same time on this New Zealand uh, bowling attack, which is is quite an interesting one. You've got on the one hand, you've got the view that really they ought to be really well suited to bowling in England, and they've got. Um, I mean, without Bolt, that changes, but generally you'd say their their pace attack should be uh, ideal for English conditions. But then at the same time, people say, oh, well, they're 
home they're home bullies and maybe they can't uh do it abroad so i think this is um this is uh a real opportunity for them to to see what uh see what they can they can do I mean, where do where do you sit in, in that argument jack on on new zealand's pace attack and um i think it's probably quite well suited to bowling with the duke's ball um to be honest at least sort of two or three of them uh have have got you know, reasonable pedigree uh, swinging it. They've also got the possibility of bringing in Matt Henry, who, mm-hmm. uh, whilst he hasn't necessarily blown people away in New Zealand for New Zealand, uh, you would think would be quite a good uh, option in England. Uh, Kyle Jameson, as you said, has taken to cricket like a duck to water. Um, and the, the extra dynamic that Neil, Neil Wagner brings is, you know, rare uh on on the international cricket scene so i'm 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 probably like overall in english conditions i'm a big fan i think of this this new zealand bowling attack i don't think it's as good as england's um i don't think the skill level um and and by that i basically mean the ability to swing the ball both ways at will is quite as good as someone well as james anderson's and james anderson is 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 probably the differentiator between the two bowling attacks but um, I don't think it will be easy for England. Um, and I, and I, I, I do think New Zealand will come equipped with a plan. Um, and, and I think, you know, I think there's possibly the, the wider ramifications of this series as well will be most keenly felt in, in, in the New Zealand bowling department. Because we often see teams come to England, not bowl that well with the Dukes ball for a couple of tests, then figure it out, mm. um, which puts India right in the firing line, basically. <laughs> <laughs> For for a team that, that that should have sort of figured some stuff out uh, going into that, so uh, I, yeah, I like it overall. I think. Yeah, I mean that's uh, the the interesting thing uh, about it is that not basically we don't really know much about what their these bowlers uh, can can do in in English conditions because we haven't seen that much of it. I mean, in terms of uh, their overall overseas record compared with at home, um, bad. It's it's yeah it's it's not great. Uh, Trent Bolt's average is uh, well eight eight and a half worse. Uh, Tim Sally's average is ten worse overseas. I tell you who's is uh, is actually almost exactly the same as Neil Wagner. He's uh, in um, in sort of half the number of games. He's actually uh, taken he's taken forty five wickets in eleven games compared to one hundred and sixteen in twenty four. Uh, a very similar average and, and a better economy rate. So that's quite interesting. Um, but most of those will have been uh, in in places where he can do that workhorse role that we've spoken about, where he uh, uh, charges in and does does the legwork. Um, but actually, of those, uh, uh, only only Saudis played four games in England. That's the most, and that's not since 2015. Um, Trent Bolt's last outing in in that same series was phenomenal. He uh, he took 21 wickets and was was uh, was very very good. So that will be a miss, but. Um, Neil Wagner, we've barely seen in England. Carl Jameson, we haven't even seen overseas. So, so it's, I, I, it's actually quite a lot of unknowns. I, I agree with you. I mean, I do think that you have to, when you compare home and away figures, you do have to factor in where these guys have had to play yeah. a lot of their away fixtures. There's so lots I, of very I, different aways. I've, I've just brought up uh, Trent Bolt's stats, for example. I know he might not be the best one to talk about right now because we're he's not going to be here for the <laughs> next test. Uh, but ask New Zealand... The UAE is where he has bowled the most overs in Test cricket away from home. Yeah. Not generally known as a pace bowler's heaven. 
Uh, he's bowled a lot of overs in India as well. Again, not an easy place to go as a pace bowler. Uh, in England, his bowling average is 23. So yeah. uh, it's only four uh, games, but yeah, I would I would expect it to be closer to to the England average. It might not be 23 again. It might be 25, 26. Uh, could be 30, but I think he'll be closer to that than you know the UAE where it's 38 or 35 or something. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? I I I I think their their skill set should. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is where this is where the, the discussion about them being well suited to uh, to English conditions comes in. And I think that's possibly where some of the, the misconception comes in of people saying that maybe they're not that good overseas because of where they play and uh, they play in some some graveyards. But um, Jameson, really interested to see how he gets on. I mean, is, is he the man you're most looking forward to seeing in, in England? On the bowling side? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, or I mean, obviously, there's the the Mitchell Santner factor as well. We know what England are like against left arm spinners. So, yeah, or uh, or even I mean, um, yeah. even uh, Ajaz Patel. <laughs> yeah. So there's um, there's you know one of them could be a bit of a wild card for, for yeah. causing some trouble. So that's uh, uh, I think Jameson is is who we're all looking forward to seeing. Yeah, really, isn't it? Absolutely. I think that that sort of brings us on to to the main question for uh, for New Zealand really which is that who replaces Trent Bolt I think the rest of the squad is pretty settled the the batting lineup um the only question might be about whether Devon Conway comes into open because he's had a had a he's in pretty good form but um aside from that it's a, it's a very settled lineup and you've got bags of experience with Ross Taylor and uh, and DJ Watling who's approaching retirement and will want to want to go out with a with a bang so I think yeah really the the question comes in where we have um do we see some spin in Mitchell Satner or maybe even um Ajaz Patel his story is uh, quite interesting I don't know if you've no, if you know much about him but he uh, he was uh, a left arm pacer all throughout his uh, his um, emerging career and didn't start bowling spin until after he was 21 because he decided that at uh, at 5 foot 6 he was never going to cut it at the next level as a as a left arm seamer and um, it all basically started in one game where he opened the bowling and then came back to bowl spin ended up taking more wickets with the spin and uh, and never looked back he was uh, before covid he was a top top wicket taker in um, in uh, New Zealand red bull cricket three seasons in a row so i think i think to be honest, I think he'll be one for after the end of the World Test Championship cycle. I think, mm. like you say, the New Zealand lineup's pretty settled. They kind of know their roles. I think they'll be sort of happy that the final is in England. I think it will suit their pace bowling attack reasonably well. Uh, I actually think Southampton might be a, a venue that they'll warm to quite well. It's It can be a little bit flatter than some of the other English venues, which... Uh, you know, on a bad day or a little bit lottery-ish. <laughs> um, but it tends to be... Having an attritional bowler like Neil Wagner at Southampton can be, you know, a real boon to your chances. So I think they'll be happy where the World Test Championship is being played. Um, yeah, I, I, I think all around pretty good. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, in their whole team, I'm really hoping, and I, I would be most excited about seeing Colin de Grandhomme um, yeah, <laughs> back, back in action. Uh, I think there are some question marks around whether he'll be in or Daryl Mitchell or Santner or Matt Henry. I think you know two of yeah. those four basically have to to fill out that portion of the lineup, and obviously it will be kind of what one of four when Bolt comes back in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, I do hope we get to see him against England because the last time he was bowling against England, he was causing all sorts of mayhem. Well, this is it. You've got you've got two you've got two players there in um, in Satner and De Grandon who are basically the uh, well the the arch nemeses of of English batting. Um, any left arm spin is is an absolute disaster, and any extremely slow swing dibbly dobbler bowling is an absolute disaster you only have to look at tim murter and what he did to england at lords to uh to her uh, to remind you of, of that so um i think either option would probably uh cause just as much uh just as much uh hectic uh, collapsing in the english batting but um but yeah i the i suppose the only other thing to to say is that it's uh the first um first return for much of this new zealand team to to lords since 2019 so mm. uh, well there's, there's some scores to settle perhaps cool yeah um should we do some predictions then yeah okay um well we'll do who's going to win the series what the score will be top run score top wicket taker i can't remember who got it right for the last series we talked about, which would have been the ODIs. Um, I'm going to say mm. 2-1, uh, 2-1 India. I picked a 3-0 India, so I got it wrong by one game. Um, one of your Ross was probably right. So let's yeah. let's assume you're on a streak of one. Great. Uh, that means Sounds you get good. to go first. That means you get to go first. Who is going to win the series between England and New Zealand? Well, I'm going to just uh, pop myself on the fence and it's going to be 1-1, I think. Uh, and then I'll take myself off the fence and qualify that by saying, I think England might win the first one because you've got a team that's fresh out of county championship action and uh, you know, uh, New Zealand will be maybe uh, just getting to, to grips with things and then New Zealand will come and, and, uh, and run away with the, uh, the second, second test in perfect preparation for the World Test Championship final. <laughs> Um, I am going to say no, that's not going to happen, Max. I expect England at home to win this 2-0. I basically think that playing at home in June in England is more of an advantage than any skill differential that exists between these two sides. Yeah, Um, even without Stokes and Don't care about them. I I I like batters in June, irrelevant. (laughs) <laughs> um, in England it's always oh, true I mean they use a stupid ball and they're going to get stupid results um, so I expect Anderson abroad to be you know too much I expect Robinson to be to be in the mix as well um, Take making the most what will probably be some fairly juicy pitches I know the weather's sort of alright now uh, as I look out the window it's sort of 25 degrees perfect weather really for, for cricket uh, but it's it's very much now um, the, the the now is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that in that sentence because it's been pretty miserable uh, for May maybe the wettest May on record or something like yes, that yes yeah I think it was yeah um, and I, I I suspect that will have a a little bit of an impact on on you know pitch quality yep um, I also think you know like and, and this has like we were saying with bowling average and stuff there's a little bit of noise in this stat but um, New Zealand they've lost nine of their last twelve matches away matches so look, i know if you're going to the uae to play pakistan you've got basically no hope or <laughs> although i think they did actually win one of those games uh, or if you even if you go to sri lanka or you go to bangladesh they're really tricky places to go if you don't have a battery of spin bowlers which they don't really hmm. um but they're obviously a team that have a method that's very effective at home that doesn't transfer remarkably well to you know all other climbs and uh, England are similar to that in many ways. Um, and, and I suspect that in the battle of the home advantage 
thing. The, 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 the England will win. Uh, most wickets, Max. Um, so I think with with both where the wickets and the runs, and you know, obviously in a two match series, you're basically looking at um, who has a ridiculous day. Um, so I'm going to say that Carl Jameson is going to have a day where he takes seven wickets, and that is going to propel him to the top of the leaderboard. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Ollie Robinson. I think that. He, so I, if if I knew Anderson or Broad were going to play both matches, I would pick one of them. But I think yeah. that there's a good chance that one of them won't. So I'm hedging my bets basically here, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm saying that the England seamer that will play both matches will be Ollie Robinson. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty good. I don't think that New Zealand will have an, a, a massive dossier on on him. So I think they'll be basically playing a guy they've never seen before who is very yeah. good, sort of walked out of Sussex onto the, onto the pitch at Lords as far as they're concerned. Um, and it's going to cause them some trouble. Yeah, fair enough. Do you want to go with the runs then? Yeah, after you. After you, Max. Oh, after me. Okay. Well, once again, it's going to be someone who compiles about 201 innings if they get the chance, isn't it? And uh, I'm going to... Oh, let's say... Could, could be anyone. Let's uh, let's go with Ollie Pope. Oh, yeah. Ollie Pope. I'm going. I'm going with. A, I'm going with a home pick there. Um, I well, it's very difficult to say that you think a bowler is going to be the top wicket taker in a two match series uh, from one side, and then pick someone from the other side because you'd expect them to have caused too much carnage by then. So I, I'm. No, but go it just takes one well. person, doesn't it? We're really we're really down on New Zealand. By the time they've warmed up for the India match, they'll be they'll be hot. But I, I don't think, you know, basically walking off a plane and having to play at Lords against a bunch of guys who've had a, a, a you know, a 10 week preparation period oh, yeah. for uh, this. In the first, in the first test, I would be, I'd be absolutely stunned. Even with how terrible England are at Lords, I'd be absolutely stunned. Yeah. So I'm going to go Dom Sibley. Um, maybe a bit of a wild card, but I think he gets oh. to play at his home ground, doesn't he, at Edgebaston? Um, yeah, true. Which will be good for him. Uh, and I can see at least one of uh, New Zealand's opening bowlers uh, struggling a little bit. Um, So I don't think there'll be pressure from both ends uh, at at the top of the order. So I'm going to go Dom Sibley. Mm. Uh, Right, Max, um, I think we want to move on from the test series now. I think we previewed it well. Um, We've got 10 minutes till you have to go. So do you want to rattle through the, the county championship really quickly? And I'll talk about the IPL really quickly, and then we'll have time for just a couple of questions, I think. Or sure. So, um, so yeah. Okay. County Championship. It's County Championship. End of part one. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got two or three games uh, of the group stage to go for most teams. A couple of teams finishing up uh, later this week, and um, the the race for Division One is uh, is hotting up. So, uh, just uh, a little recap for anyone who may have forgotten, because it is quite a complicated um, set of affairs. You've got uh, three three groups of six at the moment. The top two of each of those will go into Division One to play off for the County Championship title, and th- uh, the other places will go into divisions two and three to play some more games against each other and try not to be the worst of everyone. And um, and, and there will be the Bob Willis Trophy between the first and second place of, uh, of the top division. But uh, but yeah, the 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 uh, the golden chalice at the moment for these teams is to get one of those top two places in the three divisions they're in. And uh, and it's it's um, I think it's looking uh, fairly tight for, for all three groups, which is great. And there was another great round of uh, fixtures this weekend, which has kept everything um, nice and nice and lively. Uh, so in the first group, we have Essex leading group one by five points, but the um, perennial success story of, of County cricket is uh, in danger of missing out because they have played a game more than both 
uh, Nottinghamshire and Warwickshire, who are second and third respectively. And um, Essex will be facing Notts uh, starting on Thursday, which is basically a must win for them because you have uh, both Nottinghamshire and Warwickshire playing the bottom two sides in that division in the shape of Durham and Derbyshire. So you would expect them to be fairly comf- uh, comfortable wins. So Essex need to get something out of that game or they could uh, they could be in danger. That would be, be a bit of a shock, wouldn't it, Jack? It would be a big-time shock. Although, you know, last week we were saying Durham had a chance of overtaking them and they absolutely pounded Durham. So <laughs> uh, I, I think Essex will be all right. Yeah, well, I suppose Durham have lost Mark Wood, so that probably doesn't help. Um, and Essex have still got Alistair Cook and Simon Harmer. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so maybe that's why they do so well now. Um, but uh, still, interesting times there. Uh, in Group 2, there was a big win for, for Surrey. Go on, the Surrey, over uh, over Gloucestershire, which kept things a bit interesting. Um, but uh, Surrey in third are still a few points off second place and have uh, have played a game more. So they need uh, one of the top two in Gloucestershire and Somerset to slip up. Um, Hampshire could yet make a late charge because uh, in their last three games, they have to play uh, um, Surrey and Hampshire. And... Um... And that could be, you know, they could they basically win win their last three, and they're in big uh, in with a with a big big shout. But um, uh, ultimately, uh, it's uh, looking fairly good for Somerset and Gloucestershire, and it's it's in their hands really. And um, and obviously, I think Gloucestershire's last two fixtures are against Middlesex and Leicestershire, who have been abysmal. Yes, so far. Yeah, uh, sorry, Dan Leicestershire. Leicestershire got their first win. This weekend, so uh, they did. Yeah. Well, Dan Weston, he was thinking about joining us, but he had to go on the BBC to talk about Leicestershire County Cricket Club. So we do commiserate with him. Yeah. Um, for now. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on to group, group three, where the the story of the weekend was the uh, the roses match, and the uh, the War of the Roses was a bit of a massacre in this on this occasion. Um, Lancashire won by an innings. Um, Although Yorkshire did manage to take it quite deep in the end, I think it was uh, Saqib Mahmood won things in the final half an hour. Um, but uh, ultimately, it was the first innings collapse by Yorkshire, which proved pretty terminal. And uh, they really need to sort out their batting. They've, uh, I think they have a paltry eight batting bonus points, which is the, basically the worst out of everyone. And um, and only Adam Lyth has been any good whatsoever. So uh, that's, uh, that's not great for them. They're still second, but... Um, only just uh, ahead of Northants, and uh, and their last two games are against Northants, and a final round fixture of a a um, a return game against Lancashire. So they're, uh, they're still in their hands, but they've got a tough a tough finish. So uh, we're um, yeah, we've got pretty much games. three or four teams Crowds in the hunt back. for each group. Yeah, no, um, I, I, it's uh, what happened to Yorkshire in that Yorkshire Lancashire game is the sort of thing that can happen in England if it yeah. all goes wrong on a, on the first morning of a game and um, that's basically what I think New Zealand are going to lose I think that'll happen to them at least once or twice you reckon, it's gonna be, you reckon that's going to be a three day of the Lords game I think it could be I mean if you were going to bet on a, on a test this summer being three days long that would be the one um, yeah Lords in June <laughs> we are getting some grief from someone called Shambu in the chat who says don't act smart uh, or, or don't act like smart or champion, champions against the Kiwis. You have robbed them of their Cricket World Cup trophy. Don't ever forget that. Unfortunately, you know, the rules um, meant that that's not true. So uh, I, I don't know what else to say. It's um, just, just how it works, isn't it? Sorry about that, Shambu. I'm sure that will hurt to be reminded of. Um, the IPL, we've got a little update on that. Um 
it won't be an update for everyone because some people already know this, but as far as we understand, it has been rescheduled uh, or, or they're, they're pretty sure that they're going to reschedule it for, for a period of time. Um, now, because it's the IPL and because, you know, none of this stuff ever comes out until about three days before the tournament, the dates aren't very specific. Uh, this was the best quote I could find. Uh, the BCCI has spoken to all the stakeholders and the IPL uh, will likely start between September the 18th or, or and September the 20th. Uh, since September the 18th is a Saturday and September the 19th is a Sunday, they want to restart on a weekend date. Um, similarly, October the 9th or 10th will be the final. Uh, that, you know, in, in the bigger scheme means that obviously the ECB turned down the request to reschedule the fifth test of the summer, uh, which is a shame. Um, well, it's not really a shame, is it? But it's a shame for... It's a shame for BCC. All of our theories we discussed last week. Yes. Um, it will probably take place in the IPL. Um, in the, the IPL? The other acronym. Um, and it's likely that there will be a diminished player pool. We know, for instance, Ash Giles said this week that the England players won't be there. Uh, Shakib will not be getting uh, a no objection certificate. Kyle Jameson gave an interview saying he wasn't sure he'd be able to play. Uh, the Australian CEO, um, Hockley, David Hockley, I think, um, said that they hadn't discussed the possibility of any of the Australian players returning to the IPL yet. So I think it will be like a very different tournament. Uh, yeah. And also um, the uh, the CPL starts just before then as well. I think that's supposed to, to wrap up on maybe the 19th of September. Oh, so right. they're, they're so trying to they're trying to convince they're trying to convince the West Indies cricket board to um, change a few dates of the, uh, the oh, CPL okay. to get that to finish earlier as well. So um, but yeah, basically everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, is a doubt. That's obviously. I mean, the 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 big the other thing from this is going to be a massive strain on these Indian players. They're, they're basically going to be playing high stakes cricket for twelve months going back to Australia last year. Um, burnout's yeah. a, a problem in this and sport. in bubbles and, as well. Yeah, and that is a really dumb way of organising your. Well, it's not. I, I understand why it's happened, but um, it's going to be tough. And I, mm. I think they're going to have to look at, you know, giving some of the players who played the Test cricket Test series in England the IPL off. I, I just can't see how it's going to be healthy for them to go England series, IPL, fly to England, World Test Championship, England series, IPL, Cricket World Cup. <laughs> like it's it's, it's, a, it's an absolutely yeah. bonkers calendar. Um, Max, do you have to go or do we have five minutes maybe for some questions? We can do five minutes of questions, yeah. Okay, so we had one from Sunak on Twitter. Um, he basically asked between India's... Uh, pace battery and New Zealand's pace battery who do you like the most so Bolt Jameson Wagner Southie or Bumrah Ishant Siraj and Shami say hard isn't it can I cop out and say we'll find out in the end of the year <laughs> yeah, of course you can I mean that is that's um, that's the beauty of of live sport isn't it it's it's that's you know these questions have been posed by India and India India and New Zealand's results and um the World Test Championship will, will provide those answers. So of course, you can yeah. say that. I, uh, um, I, 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 it's it's really, really, really close. Um, I think probably um, we we're in a situation where maybe the experience of India uh, uh, might shade it for now, but Jameson, being the unproven quantity, could tip it back. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
we also had over on Twitter, one from Epsity, uh, would Rory Burns' place be at risk, um, particularly given the emergence of, of some of the younger players, if if the England had a full squad? You're a sorry man, Max. What do you think of Rory Burns' chances this summer? Well, I think he needs a good summer, yeah. Um, he's sort of, uh, he's threatened a good score uh, on quite a few occasions and then gone and done something stupid and uh, ended up getting out playing. I mean, he, he has this sort of tendency, doesn't he, to, to actually look quite good and then play an absolutely disgusting shot to a spinner for no apparent <laughs> reason and uh, and get out for 30 or 40. And uh, he needs to not do that in a couple of games and um, and um, put, on a, put on a decent score. But again, the question always is, who do you play instead? And I think there are possibly a few younger players coming through who may Maybe. have a, 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 a shot at that place, but in like two years. Hasib Hamid. Yeah, uh, could be. And Vasanth has asked, hi guys, how can India win in Southampton? If you were Ravi Shastri, uh, given the limited practice that the Indian team are going to get in advance, um, what, what should they do, Max? If you uh, were Ravi Shastri, what would you I'd, do? I'd, I'd, what I'd do is uh, much like England did with uh, with their game in um, India. I'd, I'd, I'd call the bluff of uh, the pitch makers and pick an all spin attack for for Southampton. <laughs> <I'd>, um, <laughs> you, I mean, what, what what can you what can you do? Just get as much preparation as you can. Well, you know, the players are in England. Um, get as much prep in as you can, and and uh, and hope hope for the best. Really. Um, make your plans. Make your plans against the uh, other team. Do do your homework and try and find ways of of uh, of getting them out. Watch the England series very closely and hope that uh, that gives you some clues. I'm just flicking through our live chat and I'm not really sure we've got many questions um, apart from one from Shubham here who says who's a better batsman according to you, Kane Williamson or Joe Root, Max? Kane Williamson. There we are. He's phenomenal. Uh, he is. He is. Um, he is very good, isn't he? I'd probably say Williamson as well. Even though Root was spectacular in Sri Lanka and yeah. early in the India series. I mean, you can you can cheat a bit, can't you, and say cross format came Williamson has the edge because he's excellent at T20 as well. Yeah, yeah, sure, you can do that, um, and and why not? Um, so, given that we don't really have much else left in the chat, uh, Shambu after giving us the bird is uh flipping us the bird in the chat has 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 is now trying to get us to answer a question but we're not going to do that we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ignore you <laughs> uh, um, power. The power, it, jack's drunk with power it's gone to yeah side. so we're gonna wrap up the podcast now max is off to football uh reminder follow us at the cricket pod head over to woodstock to buy your new cricket bat um ross he only got 25 this week, but it was a good 25. Uh, I still haven't used mine. Uh, Max, did you get any runs? Uh, I got 20 with mine. Scored some glorious oh, okay. falls and then uh, and played down the wrong line. Okay. Not the bats. Um, head over to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Um, help us go from nine to 10 Patreons. That's the big achievement we're trying to you know, accomplish this week week this year and hit subscribe hit like hit like leave us a comment if if you're watching this after the uh, live chat um cheerio thanks for thanks for watching thanks for listening sports social podcast network it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.